It's Telly.Click, the podcast where Mike Ward, the Daily Stars TV critic, and me, Simon Hoven, from BBC Radio Talk. And episode 10, Mike. Episode welcome. Episode 10, yes, thank you. Uh, welcome to me. There's there's so much that we've not talked about because we've not been uh, doing this for a few weeks, have we? Because we've no. been tied up and, you know, <laughs> events have overtaken us. I, I didn't like being tied up, did you? Did, well, I don't know. It depends what knot they use. Yeah. Leaves those sort of strange marks mm. on, your, on your wrist. Mm. Um, but yes, there's stuff coming up. Uh, we're doing this... Um, we, I should just say the date we're doing this, just to sort of put it into context. It is currently Friday, the uh, the fourth of May. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to look ahead uh, to some of the stuff coming up um, in the next few days, but also further ahead than that. So if you're listening to this in late May, I'd like to think we're not entirely irrelevant to you, <laughs> but we may be. You we, know. we quite often are, but we're sort of quite interesting anyway. As a sort of you know historical artifact, when you're you know sort of downloading nonsense on your on your phone. Just well done on not doing the May the fourth thing, actually. Oh God, let's, yeah. Let's start with that. Now I got bored with that because um, May the Fourth has been significant in the, in the history of Brighton and Hove Albion in uh, in oh, years really? gone by. Yeah, in, in a May negative the, or positive way. Uh, both. We got relegated on a May the Fourth, I think, once away at Grimsby. Yeah, and uh, we got into the playoffs. I was in Berlin when the news came through that we made it into the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> in, it, one of the many playoff campaigns that was doomed to miserable failure. I like the way you gave your your, your holiday location. Oh, I was in Berlin, I think. No, it was I when I, no, the I news it. came through. No, it sounded like just, Cathay Newsreel. <laughs> That's the reason I remember it because I sort of vis- I've, I think my memory is quite sort of you know I picture stuff and I picture May the Fourth because it was I think the um, end of season type. Uh, you know, thing where people dress up for away games and silly fancy costumes and stuff. So I've, I've visualised that, and people were doing that gag all the way up on the coach. Yeah. Uh, and the May the Fourth thing was also quoted when, and I can I can see where I'm standing when I got that news. So I I'm, I'm, I, I do sound a bit of a pretentious ass, <laughs> but that wasn't the intention. So I do apologise. Anyway. I noticed that I noticed councils have been. You know, you know when you things are trending on Twitter. No. And your feed will say who's tw- tweeting about the trend. Oh, so God, yeah. I've noticed on my feed all sorts of councils and organisations have been tweeting about May the 4th. If your council tax has just gone up by 6%, yeah. <laughs> the last thing you want is your council having a bit of a laugh about you I know, don't want my council having a laugh about anything. I don't want my council having a laugh. Or, you know, no. Get on with your jobs. Empty <laughs> the bins. Sweep the streets. <laughs> Quirky councils. Yeah. Discuss. I know. Actually, that, that's not... No, it's let's not. not discuss councils. No, let's not. Let's talk about comedy. Mm. It's a laugh, isn't it? Friday yeah. Night Dinner's back. Uh, won't well, be like by the time most people listen to this, but I, I love Friday Night Dinner. Do you watch it? I do. I like it. It's very good, isn't it? Like I got a... I got confused for a while because it stars the guy from The Inbetweeners. Yes. And he's basically the same character, it's isn't he? It's pretty much the same character, albeit not the same character, but he's playing it. You know, and I think he's going to be one of those actors as his career develops that's probably <laughs> largely playing the same guy. <laughs> yeah. But does it very well. Bill Nye does that, really, yeah. doesn't he? Um, there's also a new one, Channel 4, called High and Dry, which is um, written by and starring Mark Wooden, which I, I like the idea of it. And then as soon as I watched it, I thought, wow, this is really annoying. Um, it's about a, a bunch of people who get stranded on a remote island following a plane crash, and he plays a very annoying, slightly sort of sociopathic flight attendant. With all comedy, you want somebody there who sort of grounds the whole thing, somebody who, as a viewer you sort of sympathise with or identify with who, or whose lines echo your own sentiments or what have you. Mm. And if that's not the case, then everything is just annoying and everyone is just annoying. Yeah. The bell has gone. Can I just... The front door bell's gone. Can oh, I just yeah. go to it? Sorry. Sorry about that. It's the postman. If, they, if I don't answer the doorbell, they go away and they leave me cards and say I have to It's still exciting stuff. getting a package, isn't it? It's, it is exciting if it's um, 
Yeah, it's a bit stuff. like Christmas, except the only thing I've got that I've ordered that's exciting <laughs> is a, is a seatbelt for, for Tilly. <laughs> oh, right, OK. A, a dog, dog seatbelt. dog seatbelt, yeah. OK. It's a seatbelt attachment. You just loop is that for the front seat? Back seat. OK. You loop it through the harness. Well, does this mean that the dog can't put its head out the window? Because I like that sight. <laughs> yeah, it does, and I'm glad about that, because that just looks to me like decapitation waiting to happen whenever <laughs> I see it, in all honesty. Yeah, a cheerful outlook on life. You can't just enjoy the dog enjoying the air as it rushes through its fur. No, no you think no. its head's going to get cut off. No. I have got a very gloomy sort of... Um, <laughs> sometimes... Right, this is how weird in the head I am. Sometimes, if I'm sitting... <laughs> If I'm in a situation where it's very, very quiet, yeah, and it could just be in your house, it could be out in the park or anywhere, <laughs> just, yeah. I think something might just blow up now. <laughs> or the other thing, when I'm walking along the street, just walking through town, and traffic's merrily sort of poodling along as it does, mm. I suddenly think, that bus, that bus driver that's coming towards me, he only has to have a heart attack or sneeze, <laughs> yeah. and he'll plough straight into me, and I, you know, I wouldn't stand a chance. I think that'll keep you alive that longer, that, that mindset, because you'll always be cautious. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah got but not relaxing. <laughs> well, no, true. You're, you're always a bit, yeah, on edge. On edge. <laughs> but, you constantly think how... Cr- but very but, alert to danger. Tre- yeah, alert to danger, anxious. We tread a fine line, though. I do think that it's, it's we tread true. a fine line. When you watch people driving, you think, well, a generation... Well, not a generation ago, but a century ago, or whenever cars started appearing on the roads, you know, and people had a man sort of ran ahead with a red flag to sort of, you know, to warn yeah. of dangers and stuff. You should, you, to think what we now take for granted and the speeds we travel at and the sort of stopping just, you know, and stuff that we, you know, might by and large just goes about its business without any incident. But it only takes a, it's a fine margin between everything working beautifully and everything turning into catastrophe. I go cycling with a friend of mine and we go down a really big hill and when we do that mm. he absolutely bombs it you know yeah. free wheels yeah no brakes and just really enjoys that thrill yeah and i catch him up about five minutes later having you know been tapping the brake through the entire duration yeah and it's just because i was thinking if i fall off at this speed yeah. it's going to be carnage yes and he says why do you think about that just just go down there and enjoy because it because it, it will it would <laughs> and the, uh, uh, you can't enjoy it unless unless you are you genuinely don't think that's going to happen or could happen yeah and you know what if you hit a pothole? That's it. That's it. That's the, that's as we go down the, as we career down the hill. Yeah. That's what's running through my mind. Not yeah. this is this is lovely. The air, yeah. the, the spring day. <laughs> no, yeah. it's if I hit a pothole and come off, I will die. Yeah, one of the reasons why I don't ride a bike or <laughs> well, that, ski or do any of those things. <laughs> or sit by a pool in case speed. you happen to slip and bang your head and drown. Yeah, could happen. Yeah, good. Where were we? Comedy. So um, <laughs> comedy then high and dry channel four on a desert island is it because everyone's so zany is there no one who's remotely realistic it feels as if I'll be honest I gave it ten minutes and switched off and it feels what I watched felt as if everyone each character was almost over designed over created yeah. so it's a, we'll have this one will be very much like this and this character yeah. you know they've sort of like ticked boxes character traits or whatever yeah and it all felt a bit too boxy everyone sort of fits mm-hmm. a sort of you know a, a type uh, or a personality they're, they're, they're too, they're, there's too much to these personalities almost yeah 
Um, but that could be completely unfair. So anybody's watched the rest of it, please let me know that I'm talking nonsense. You just can't call it, can you? I mean, because I watched a bit of the Philomena Kunk thing. That yeah, um, that's quite big at the moment. Now, this this was a character in Charlie Brooker's yes. annual TV review that yeah. then got extended to a full series, Simpsons style, wasn't it? And yeah. I just didn't find it funny. Hmm. Part of it was because in the original small sections that she did with Charlie Brooker, she'd interview an academic or somebody about a subject, and they yeah. didn't know. And it was like Ali G; they didn't know she was a comic character. Yeah. But in this series, she interviewed people who do know like yeah. robert peston yes and i think well what is the point of that yeah. who knows he's in on the joke so yeah. the, the comedy is the humor is completely negated isn't well, it I, I to be honest i dislike both of those for well, different yeah, reasons i, yeah, I yeah. hated the first thing because i kind of think part of me thought oh you actually you know take if it's somebody who's a really unpleasant despicable person who deserves to be wound up and humiliated and stitched up by, by in an energy sense i'll yeah. go with it if it's just some ordinary person you know like a historian or whatever who just out of their good nature agrees to be interviewed <laughs> yeah. and you make them look stupid uh, that makes it's me uncomfortable funny. i hate that mm. um but i also hate it if they're they think they're in on the gag and they sort of try and pitch their own response to sort of match yeah. the tone of the program and, and do it in a po-faced way that, that i just to be nice. honest i i think those things work best if they're quite short yeah like the sort of sketch form and it's her just talking to camera and sort of spoofing the whole style of those programs in the whole you know look here i am walking and sort of staring into the distance you know yeah so the whole self-parody thing i think the interviews are the weakest part of true it. but i don't think it's sustained for a whole program did you i don't know if you've seen no, any. no i did i watched the first one yeah it's fine enjoyed it and then i sort of thought oh it's another and another I, thought, oh, I know no. and the it's writing sort of... style actually wears you down doesn't it after a while you think yeah. okay you can have too much there's nothing any isolated part of that program with a possible exception of the interviews is is fine and has funny moments you can take yeah. any bit out of any episode but i don't necessarily want to sit through six episodes yeah. of it for half an hour at a time it just seems a bit too much but comedy also now is fragmented isn't it a bit like everything that we consume like music and i think the office would have been the last big one that everybody sat down to watch so for example i've been watching this thing called this country which is very like the office yeah i know yeah um but but i mentioned it in our office and no one's seen it so you know there's not that appointment to view anymore is that like everyone would sit down and watch the office on terrestrial it's funny you you that's a program that's that's had a lot of coverage in some publications and magazines and papers they talk about it but now people talk about stuff that actually doesn't get watched very much in statistical terms yeah as if it gets watched a lot yeah yeah i mean on the front cover of the radio times as we speak we've got the woman from the swedish actress on the bridge bbc4 Uh things just moved to bbc2 be honest have you ever watched the bridge Uh, no (laughs) no it's massive. Andrew Marr had her on his show um, a couple of weeks ago. I was interviewing right. her. And he said, well, now, you're obviously now one of the most famous faces on British TV. <laughs> and I thought, what? You know, I appreciate it's a massively successful, highly acclaimed series. And I've dipped into bits and bobs of it. And I think it's very good. But, you know, I can't sit through endless series no. of subtitle stuff because I'm just lazy. But I think in your world, maybe she is. But I don't believe mainstream Britain sees her as one no. of the best known faces on tv yeah i that, think there's a sort of exactly. niche thing there and his world is, is exactly as you just described you know lots of magazines that you'll sit down and yeah. he's basically he's a tv guy isn't it you know he's yeah. just a media bloke so he yeah. just sits down consumes media all day yeah and as you say you know most people are out doing their regular <laughs> jobs job. you know? yeah yeah so I, I i don't get that at all um this country is sort of i think it's very funny and uh, like that but the tone as you say is very sort of off it's a mockumentary which of yes. course was what ultimately what the, the office was and yeah 
sort of made that sort of approach quite... Um, but they somehow got something new out of that format, didn't they? They did. I'm um, not sure what, how to describe it, but it's just... I don't know what did they get new... They did, well, obviously, totally different characters and different mm. contexts, which which, um, which helped. Um, don't know. Maybe it'll come to us later yeah. what they got new out of it. What <laughs> did they get new? What made it better than stuff? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, they're making more of that, so that's good. Also comedy-wise, and talking of stuff coming up, we've got Peter Kay's Car Share Unscripted. Oh, yeah, yeah. Two, uh, and Peter Kay's Car Share. So uh, May the 7th, both, both bank holidays, May the 7th, the unscripted one goes out. That's mm-hmm. the one where him and Sean, uh, Peter, uh, Peter Kay and Sean Gibson basically sit as in the car as the characters, but they make it all up as they go along without script, hence the title. Okay. And then Do you, you believe it? What, the idea? I haven't seen it. Do you, yeah. Do you think oh, they unscripted? did? Genuine... Well, I think they probably do predominantly. They probably, But also, you know... And it is great, and it is a proof that he is a very funny guy. But yeah. obviously, you know, unlike this podcast, it's very cleverly edited. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> yeah. that's all disrespect is you're the one who's editing. <laughs> um, but um, so it's not like it, they did this and rattled that off for half an hour. It could, you know, it's a, it's a bit like a, a, a band releases a track that they've done by just jamming in the studio, and it sounds brilliant. Uh, uh, across yeah. so many ten minutes, but yeah. they're probably jamming for about three days yeah. to yeah, find the best exactly. bits yeah, yeah, yeah. and cut it into place. But, right, right. Um, so yeah, that's I, I haven't seen either. And the, and the one on the twenty eighth will be the final episode because I, did you watch Car Share? Yeah, you? I did. Yeah, the very last episode was the one, and the, obviously yes, it did because of the Kaylee thing. Yeah. Um, uh, the uh, the very last episode, everybody thought they were going to get together, but they didn't, mm. and uh, it didn't have a happy ending, which I love. Yeah, I, thought I it was think good. that's brilliant because the whole point of Car Share, well, the, it's sort of grounded in gritty reality. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's what made it so special. Mm. And gr- reality so often is disappointing, and it doesn't have the Hollywood movie ending and the par- boy, boy that gets girl, and they all go off into mm. the sunset. So I like that. I thought that was perfect. Mm. And now I'm sort of you know. People go on to online and they start a dreary online petition. Oh, not a peti- oh, online petition. You think, hang on a minute, online petition is a meaningless. It's I know. Like, it's like, oh, I've clicked a button and therefore my opinion. If you really care that much, I want you to actually go out into the streets, get a placard Absolutely. made. Absolutely. You don't just sign it. You know, especially the ones calling for ex-minister to resign. Yes. No, no, that's not how it works. You <laughs> don't get to have them resign because you've clicked the button. Yes, yeah. absolutely. It's a, it's a bit like sort of, oh, I've got a billion one hits on YouTube. You think, well, that's not really. I think somebody could have clicked that, clicked it for about three seconds, and then yeah, exactly. Just, yeah. Too much, too much weight and significance is is given Definitely. to somebody clicking yeah. on stuff. <laughs> yeah, true. You, you know, I, if it's politics, a political petition, I think right. However much I may disrespect the opinions of people who stand yelling in the street with with ridiculously cliched placards or, or whatever at least they've made the effort i know at least they care enough to yeah. organize somewhere and to sort of gather and and to, and to chant and to sort of get those banners made up and glued this glued their slogans onto sticks to wave in the air you know at least it feels as if they are putting something behind that yeah yeah <laughs> and they didn't do that with car share this is the point i'm getting this is why i'm getting slightly off tangent but not much because um, it's just anyway. The well, it's disappointing. Is, he gave in, didn't he? To he the gave petition. in yeah. quite easily. I, I wonder whether he's going to do it anyway. But probably. Yeah. Um, so we're going to get two last bits of those, and I'm guessing, although I don't know, that the uh, the very last episode on the 28th will be a more satisfactory ending, in most people's opinion. Oh. Sometimes you know we, the public, don't know best. We don't. Know. Sometimes <laughs> actually, people who create stuff yeah. or make stuff 
it's you know need to surprise us and and shock us don't just let us have the, i don't want to buy a book and be told you write how it finishes no you do it yeah you surprise yeah. me you You're entertain me you shock and please shock or appall or amuse or entertain me don't say you do it because i don't know better than you no speaking of shock and amuse and entertain clarkson millionaire oh clarkson yes yeah. so as we speak and i i guess as uh, well, not as we speak, because it started as we speak, but it's about to start, and as people download this, he will be in full flow mm. on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Nightly, ITV. Doing... So for a week, is it? For yeah, a week. it's to celebrate the show's 20th anniversary. They brought it back for um, seven days on the trot, seven nights on the trot, uh, much like they did when it first started. Yeah. In other words, the one that had the nation gripped. The only thing with so Millionaire they're... is that, A, they've got to really have a winner, haven't they, to make it work. Yeah. And also... It's been surpassed, hasn't it? I mean, you know, I'm the chase all the way now. I just I can't get enough of the chase. You can't get enough. You, you, you like a good chase. I think it's, it's a nostalgic it? element rather than a sort of, you know, a, you know, a wow, this is really edge of your seat stuff element. Yeah. Interestingly, uh, one pro that's done something I've never seen, you know, most programmes, one of the things that I find hilarious whenever a new series of something starts, whether mm. it's a Millionaire or I'm a Celebrity or whatever, I get all the publicity material in advance and it always says, this year it's going to be bigger and better than ever. Mm. No one ever says this year. It's to be honest, it's pretty much the same as last year. <laughs> yeah. We just, you know, it, it, it's okay. It's, it's fine. Everybody seems to like it, so we're making another series. But you know, it's much the same. That's okay. Are we all okay with that? Of course we are. Nobody says that. Everything was <laughs> yeah. except next week. We've got, as we speak, next week we've got starting on Channel Four on Monday and going out every afternoon. I think it's four fifteen something like that. We have what used to be called the Million Pound Drop with Davina McCall. Oh, I remember that, yeah. Do you remember that? Where people started off with a million quid and they had a series of topical multiple yeah. choice questions and they had yeah. to gamble a chunk of their stack of money on different answers depending on which one they thought yeah. was most likely and then see with, how much the, they were left with. the fatal flaw that the longer it went on, the less money anyone had. But if you start off with a million, you could still have a life... You know, if you do well and you know your stuff, you could still have a life-changing amount of money yeah. at the end. Yeah. You know, do the, right, OK, that's back. One difference. Not it's not bigger and better. It's on in the daytime now as opposed to Friday night. And it's not £1 million, it's £100,000. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. I love that. I mean, that's great. Yeah. It's basically just waved the white flag yeah. and said, yeah. you quite like this, but I'm not. we're not letting you have a million quid to play with. Well, so, you, look. Daytime, daytime TV quiz show wins are, are really small, aren't they? Yes. They're pitifully small. Yeah. You go on Tipping Point, you can be the brain of Britain there. Yeah. You, you come away with three grand. It's the honour. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, I mean, and, and pointless, I think. It's, it's, yeah, it's less tiny than amount of the time. Yeah, it's just a sort of, you know, it's, it's just a sort of token sum. Yeah. To cover your bus fare home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is fine. I, I, I sort of like that, though. I think, you know, it takes away the nonsense and the hype and reduces it to a sort of, oh, kind of more of a low-pressure experience. It does. It's got that feel, hasn't it? it like daytime feel. Out of it. So anyway, so how Millionaire will pan out, I don't know. We're told there'll be a few changes. By the time people download this, it might be glaringly obvious what those changes are. But at the moment, as uh, at the time of recording, I yeah. have no idea what those are. So anyway, we should, we we'll should see. see. Um, what else are we going to talk about? We said comedy, didn't we? And we did Oh, Eurovision, yeah. Yes. Of course. And what else have we got this week? We have the semi-finals of the Eurovision Song Contest. It goes on longer than the Europa League, this. It does go on, and it is ridiculously sort of... Uh, overblown and ludicrous these days in a sort of reasonably entertaining way. The Eurovi- you don't know much about Eurovision, do you? Well, the only thing I quite like about it is when you watch it and you see what other countries' kind of most popular genre is, and it's almost, in the Scandi countries, it's almost always heavy metal, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And you sort of realise where every other country is, yeah. where they're at. And obviously we, uh, stop me if, you, if I'm telling you stuff you already know, but basically each year in the contest, um, 
a handful of countries are automatically included in the final, of which we are one. Right, yeah. Because we, uh, because of the funding of the, it largely comes from the, the, I think it's the big five. So it's us, Spain, France, Germany, and I think it's Italy again now because they're back in it. I might be wrong. Anyway, um, a handful of nations automatically. So we're always in the final automatically, mm. which um, I think doesn't do us any favors. Partly because I think we're seen by uh, other countries as being, you know, yeah, bit up ourselves and <laughs> overprivileged for that. Right. But also. If you go to the semi-finals, if you get through from the semi-finals, by the time you get there on the night, millions of people around you have already heard your song and are slightly more familiar with it. So you've had a sort of head start. Mm. You have to take the gamble that you might get not get through the semi-finals, but assuming you do, um, people have heard your song. And um, Oh, that's a big factor. It's a huge factor. Because familiarity with the song is everything. Yeah, it, you know? so yeah. that sort of instant, instant sort of infectious quality which a good Eurovision song needs... It sort of takes full advantage of that, but as I say, you have to go through a semi and you might lose. The semi finals have 19 countries competing on the Tuesday night, BBC Four, eight o'clock, and then another 18 competing on the Thursday. And I think I can't remember what it is, it's a, it's a dozen or so of those get through, or about half, something like that. I can't remember. What's the, what's the English version? Uh, what's the UK? Song well, like? we, we're obviously we're not in the semi-finals. We're automatically oh. our, our our song. Were you not l- listening to anything I just said? We're automatically oh, we're also, in the final. Yes, but what's our song like though? <laughs> oh right, it's it's called um, Storm, and it's by a singer-songwriter from um, Hertfordshire called calling himself Suri. It's S U R I E, and I think it's her full name is Susanna Marie. She shortened it and then um, wasn't sure that it actually. Bit of a poison chalice, I imagine. If you win, yeah. And you're that songwriter. Is that a good thing on your CV? What, if you win the Eurovision Song yeah. Contest? Oh, I think if you win it, yeah. Is it? probably Yeah, possibly not in this country. But our song is quite um, okay. It's quite catchy. It's not It's just not sort of a piece of music I'd ever, um, um, you know, buy. or Stream. To. Stream, whatever you're meant to do with it these days. <laughs> uh, in a million years. And it actually sounds as if... I, was, I did an interview with a woman who, um, who sang it, and I told her, I said, it sounds as if it should be played on bagpipes. <laughs> it's got a sort of a jolly bad, eh? sort of well yeah it's sort of got a jolly upbeat sort of bag or, or big country in the in the 90s the yeah. band big country yeah. who's made their guitars sound like bagpipes they could have done it <laughs> i think i honestly do or delamitri or run rig delamitri yes they did that song that the scottish football fans hated didn't they they did that oh don't come home too soon yeah which i thought was a lovely song it was and, nice. and again really poignant it was just a bit of a hostage to fortune, wasn't it? Well, yeah, but it's a, it was actually... Because they did. Sort of, well, of course, yeah, but they sort of knew. And it was... it was, it was. To, I mean, maybe I'm not Scottish and maybe I, I should be more sensitive to things. But I just read it as being, OK, look, realistically, we're probably not going to win this, but let's have a good time and let's try and go do the very best and uh, see if we can, you know, go that extra mile this time or, or whatever. And, you know, and we'll, you know, that'd be lovely. As opposed to, we're going to win. Yeah, that's true. What was it? Um, Alice Tartan Army before your time. Uh, I don't remember. We're that. on the march with Alice. Well, you, you, you'll know the tune because it's it, it's been um, uh, adopted for songs and terraces. Oh, we're, we're on, on the march with yeah, okay. Alice Army. Was we're that all... the first incarnation of it? Yeah, that was the song. Oh right. Okay. You see, there's a fascinating thing in, in terrace anthems and where they originate. I did the whole article yeah. on this years ago. Well, I think we're, we're on the road to Alice, uh, with Alice Army. I'm going to. Was gonna it? We're all going to win the cup. Uh, no, no, the, yeah, it was almost, uh, uh, da, 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 and we'll really shake them up when we win the World Cup because yeah. Scotland is the greatest football team. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. And so actually, I just like the idea that somebody was saying, oh, 
had a different sort of philosophy towards the whole experience embodied in a, in, in a nice song. <laughs> my, right, ten, uh, the, my first World I Cup song... I can't really chant that from the terraces. <laughs> yeah, I know. My, my first World Cup song I remember was uh, The Dreadful This Time, oh, more, more than, than any, any other, other time, time, this time. We're going to find a way. Find a way to get away this time. time. We're getting bugger, it all bugger together. Bugger it up together. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wrote Went well. I, I wrote alternative. Here we are. We're on the march with Ali's army. We're going to... I can't do accents. To win the cup. To the Argentine. To the Argentine. To right. the Argentine. Okay. And we'll really shake them up when we're in the World Cup because Scotland is a great football team. We're representing Britain and we're going to do or die. England cannot do it because they didn't qualify. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> oh, another great Scottish football song. And I really, really love this song. Again, before your time, you're probably you know, an embryo when this was out. Uh, by a guy called B.A. Robertson. Right called I Have a Dream and he performed it on Top of the Pops and uh, he performed it with a guy called John Gordon Sinclair or it could be Gordon John Sinclair I think he changed his name around in latter stages of his career mm. who was the star of uh, one of my favourite all-time movies Gregory's Girl oh great I know that yeah and it's yeah I have a dream look it up on YouTube I mean it's, it's ridiculously cheesy and, and, and dated but it had a sort of uh, quirkiness that no English football song would ever dare yeah try and, and adopt i think it's because generally as you say it, it's that resignation that's yeah. it that's in the songs whereas the england team have done okay so they need to go a bit more gung-ho don't they yeah i hate gung-ho-ness well i do because in in the end it's sort of all bluster and, and, and empty hollow meaningless nonsense and actually sometimes i quite like having a different approach to the whole thing and a, a song that summed that up you know didn't go down well with the sort of people who like bluster I yes guess. yeah what were we talking about that for? Oh, uh, Eurovision. Eurovision. It's eight o'clock every time it's on. Tuesday, Tuesday the eighth, Thursday the tenth, and Saturday the twelfth. But Saturday twelfth is the one with Graham Norton taking over commentary because before that it's um, Scott Mills and Ryland Clark in the commentary box for the semis. Oh, that's a bit like a goalie who's like you know been <laughs> the ever present right up Cup to the final. Thing. Yeah, that's not Carling. And gets dropped. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Cup? What is that cup this year? Oh. It's the League Cup. Yeah, God, it always be the Milk Cup for me, but Milk. Worthington Rumbelows. Yeah. How many how many oh, um, League Cup names can you think of? Yeah, Worthington Rumbelows. Capital One. Capital One. Carling. Milk. Uh, milk. The Zenith Data Systems? No, that was something else. No, that's something else. Because I think that that's more along the lines of the, um, the Johnson's Paint Trophy. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my team, Brighton and Hove Albion, used to compete in that. And I actually used to think at the time, I'm sure it's a wonderful company. I don't have any disrespect for its products, but... That's a terrible name for the cup, isn't it? And you actually think, I'm not sure I really want that. No, <laughs> really. you don't want to raise that aloft. Yeah, yes, it's 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 sort of prosaic in in the most extreme sense. Anything that's sort of car parts and stuff, it's just, <laughs> yeah. there's no romance at all. Stuff that's it's a bit oily. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anything that's oil based. In, the the Carburetta Cup. Yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> that stuff that you feel you need some swarfiga to lift. <laughs> yeah. before you, lift it. you yeah. don't. I don't want that. I just want something, you know. And I know there are all the sort of big ones, um, you know, airlines and technology companies, all the sort of swanky modern 21st century mm. ones, you know, that, you know, that I have misgivings about them too. But at least you feel as if it's got some sort of prestige. Well, in the mid 80s, in the most famous period, Everton were sponsored by a, a Danish cooked meats firm. Oh, really? Called Which Hafnia. Oh, God, was that what they were? Yeah, they were like a Danish kind of spam and you know, cooked meat for <laughs> That's another thing, isn't it? That no one had heard of. Well, I think uh, uh, that's another thing I wanted to do once as, as, a, as, a, as an article. I wanted to sort of um, find out how many people actually knew what 
the um, sponsorship on their rivals, you know, their opponents' shirts actually represented. Yeah, you yeah. know what it was. What you know, they pay fortunes to have their name, you know, emblazoned across mm. the front of these shirts. But unless people know what that company is, and there's an awful lot of them now, which you know, betting companies and yeah, and, and, and far eastern and, firms, far eastern companies, which are, I'm well, it's not obviously not for my benefit anyway, so they probably don't care that I don't understand. No. But there's quite a few. Yeah. I mean, our own is American Express. I think that's reasonably obvious. You've got Angry Birds on the side of you, haven't you? <laughs> no, What's yeah. that about? I don't know. <laughs> What's that about? I have not a clue. Seriously, at what point does somebody go and watch a football match and think, oh, that's reminded me, having looked at his shoulder, I must <laughs> go and spend go some that. money on Angry Birds or something. Yeah. I don't There's understand. been a lot of angry people that got us in generally this season. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot. This, this year's, of course, it's now called the... Carabao? Carabao Cup, that's it, yeah. I don't know. Well, that's that another is. firm we've never heard of, yeah. Anyway, I'm, I'm off to buy some cooked meat. Okay. To relive the glory days. Do that. And that is episode 10 of Telly.Click. You can find us on iTunes or other things. Worth every penny. <laughs>